Hello and welcome. I'm Lauren Lucky and you're listening to Take 10, a podcast of Fonarin Church. Today, Robert is leading us in the first of three episodes, helping us to consider something that we're likely to all face at some point in our life, which is burnout. So let's hear from Robert as he shares a personal story and six principles on how to help us recognize and avoid burnout. It was the summer of 2015, and I got a phone call. The phone call let me know that someone we had been praying for had just passed away. This one hit pretty heavy to me because I had just left the hospital a few days prior. We had prayed and prayed a prayer of faith, and it looked like the indicators were going to be that of healing and recovery and a life uh, that was continued was going to be continued to be lived and lived so well. But we got this this news that hit us, and it, this for me as a pastor was coming on the heels of a funeral I had just preached from a friend at Fondren Church, and the place was packed. We had people at the top row of the balcony, and this was just one of those times when I was beginning to see pain and loss and particularly death of loved ones. And my very own father-in-law was holding on to his last days out in California where my wife Susan grew up. And we made two trips that summer to be with him right before he passed away. One trip, Susan got to be out there for three weeks, but we were seeing uh, the loss of loved ones and tremendous pain. During the same summer, the summer of 2015, I'd received another phone call about a problem among a leader here, and it was a, it was a sin. A leader's sin had been found out, and this though over the next several weeks, there would be tremendous pain in this time of discovery. There would be loss. There would be betrayal. There would be back and forth. There was late night meetings and prayer times, and lots of pain that went in in this this season and this scandal. And it ended that summer with some gossip and some backbiting and the loss of some friendships and I remember sometimes when we late at night in bed were thinking that we did not sign up for this and it was a summer that with all these cumulative negative things happen it was a summer for me to think that man I for the first time I really wanted to just quit I wanted to throw in the towel and I can't help but think that a lot of our listeners today have had that feeling maybe all or a lot of trouble doesn't come your way at once like it did for me that summer but it sure was a lot to hit me at one time and I discovered during well really after that that I was I don't know I was being tempted to quit to throw in the towel and that pastors have a troubling attrition rate because leadership is a burden and some of you lead and some of you have found this out or you will be finding this out but leadership is uh, all of us in leadership are prone to burning out. Pastors burn out for many reasons because of financial stress, dysfunctional leadership, loneliness, time pressures, constant criticism. All these things can come uh, your way, my way as leaders, particularly as pastors in my line of work. That's what I know. You know what you know. I know what I know. But that summer, coming on the heels of that summer after tremendous loss, multiple funerals, and things I'd never signed up for, didn't intend to go through, God taught me some lessons. I want to pass along a few of those to you today. The first is to be realistic about what you're getting into so you're not easily disillusioned later. One more time, be realistic about what you're getting into so you're not easily disillusioned later. Being in the ministry is a wonderful calling, but it's a difficult occupation. I think of Saul, who became Paul, at his calling, God informed him up front, 
suffer. You will suffer for my name's sake. Instead of envisioning yourself as some gifted orator or speak, you know, speaking before crowds that adore you, see yourself as a humble servant, as a shepherd who cares for whatever size flock God entrusts to you. Again, speaking to pastors, but to all leaders in some respect. The, the second lesson I learned beyond just uh, being realistic about what you're getting into is seek help from others. I've been blessed in the church structure to have a group of people called elders. Even though they're really talked about in the New Testament, I think we get a, a precursor to them in Numbers chapter 11. In Numbers eleven seventeen, Moses gets help. And it says that we help Moses by carrying the burden of the people. We will step in so that, quote, unquote, Numbers eleven seventeen, so that you will not have to carry it alone. That summer when I wanted to quit, I was attempting to carry too much myself. The role of elders is to be an encourager, not just an evaluator. Isn't it easy in life to evaluate other people and other leaders? But the role of elders, as God has ordained it, is for these people to encourage their pastors, to encourage me. So relate this to your context. Just like I need elders here to govern and to lead, to shepherd the people, I can't carry the burden of all the people. I shouldn't have to carry it alone. I need not just evaluators in my life, but encouragers. How could that apply uh, to you? In regard to the preacher, uh, these elders see should see themselves as co-workers with Christ, that we work together to make sure the flock under our care is loved and fed and protected. I needed help. I need help, and so do you. We're functioning in a really good way right now, and I think of these people around me. They're brothers in Christ. They pray for me. They compliment me, encourage me. They're generous. They think about me having an ample salary and health care and retirement benefits. In areas where I'm weak, they come alongside to boost me. The second lesson I learned that summer, coming out of that summer, was ask for help. But here's the trick. It's the third lesson. You have to be humble and accountable. If you're going to get help from other people, you have to be humble and accountable. I've had a few people, only those closest to me, point out over various decades of my life that I haven't always been this type of person, that I've lived in such a way where I have the answers, I'm the leader, I'm the one speaking in a group, and I don't come across as someone who's transparent, who's inviting people in. Uh, so as a leader, I've learned to talk about things in my life, talk about time and money and marriage and kids and temptation and the highs and lows, invite people in and just be a real person. In order to receive help number two, help from others, I need to be number three, humble, and accountable. The fourth lesson that I've learned is to expect opposition. This is similar to number one, being realistic, but I, I needed to get more emotionally tough. Jesus didn't have it easy. Consider what Hebrews 12 says. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. In your struggle against sin, you have not resisted to the point of shedding your blood. I think the writer of Hebrews is saying, hey, we follow someone who had it very, very difficult. In fact, many times over, he had it more difficult than we have it. So expect opposition and toughen up. I remember a friend calling me. He knew that I was going through something difficult. He lived across town and administered to me at my prior place of employment. He called me and told me to read a book called Leadership Pain by Samuel Chad. And in the book, just reading the introduction was enough for me because the premise of the book said, your organization can grow only to the extent that you can tolerate pain. And I realized that I wasn't realistic about leadership. I wasn't expecting opposition. I didn't want to go through pain. In some ways, I wasn't willing to. And as the writer of that book said, others have said this similarly, but we're not called to a playground, 
but to a battlefield. Number five, I want to give you this, be positive. Sure, there are disappointments in critics, but there's so much that is favorable also. Look at what is God is doing. Take a purposeful look and rejoice in small victories. Lewis Smee put it this way, the pessimist says the glass is half empty. The optimist says the glass is half full. But the psalmist said, my cup runneth over. And this, he writes, is a matter of your perspective. Seek to be positive in what you're doing. And there's so much to be grateful for. Even in that season, as I look back, I didn't see it then, but I look back in 2015, I wanted to quit. But I, I can look back and see so many positive things. There was joy. There was vital relationships that were growing. The church was growing. There was baptisms. There was new families coming. There was good things around us. There were blessings in my own family watching my kids grow. But I was so full of pessimism and pain that I missed it. And the last thing that I would give you is just no perspective-wise is that we're not home yet. If you're a spiritual leader looking forward to the kingdom of God, you're not home yet. I remind you of the words found in 1 Peter 5. Be shepherds of God's flock that is under your care, watching over them, not because you have to, but because you're willing, as God wants you to be. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the crown of glory that will never fade away. The five things that helped me that summer when I was burned out, disillusioned, angry, fed up, the things that help me is, number one, to be realistic about what you're getting into so you're not easily disillusioned later. Ask for help. For me, it was with the elders, and I have them now. Be humble and count- accountable if you're going to receive that help. Expect opposition. Seek to be positive and understand that you're not home yet. Some promises will be delayed. Some promises are ultimate promises. And so we'll have to walk through this world full of trouble as we wait on God's ultimate promise for us on the other side. Burnout is a reality. I want to help you as a leader not grow weary, not to lose heart. And so next week and the week after that, we're going to talk about a couple of practices. One, a rule of life, and the other, a Sabbath. And I want to give you some principles in both that can help you stay stay the course, stay in the fight, and um, live for what matters, even when you feel like quitting. Thanks for joining us today. We hope that you would join us next week for the second part of this series as we look at how to avoid burnout by developing a rule of life. We'll see you then.